Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, July 6th. That means it is time for Destination Health. We're going to open the phone lines right now. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, anything at all to do with health, pick up the phone and join me. We'll get to those calls here in just a little bit. 855-950-3835. Calls are already starting to come in, so jump in. Uh, As we start to run out of calls later in this hour, I'll be joined by Lauren. and We will do uh, After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing um, the Q&A live today on the website or not. I've got to... uh, I've got an appointment I've got to get to. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make that today or not. We will see. But uh, plenty of time for you to jump in and ask questions right now. 855-950-3835. All right. I am going to talk about uh, the pharmaceutical companies today. We've talked about them in the past. It's just so out of control and gets worse every day. A couple topics I want to talk about today. Um, three, actually. One is this very clear pattern I'm starting to see where you have a condition, they prescribe a drug, and then at some point they have to prescribe another drug. Because the first one either quit working or never really worked or isn't very effective anymore. Or they just want more money. So they're going to sell you another drug now. Uh, So you can be on two or three prescription drugs for the same problem. Or you can be on a prescription drug because you now have a problem actually caused by your first prescription drug. We now have diseases and conditions that are only created because you took a prescribed drug and it creates another new condition that would never exist if you didn't take the first drug. So now we have to take a second drug, sometimes even a third. I'm starting to see it in more and more conditions. Now it's been rampant in diabetes. I mean, think about diabetes. You start off with metformin. Well, now we know that metformin actually had some issues and was causing cancer. But then after a while, metformin isn't enough. So they move you on to another drug and then that drug isn't enough. And then they move you on to another. And these drugs act in different ways on the body. But all drugs cause problems. They cause side effects. The side effects from our drugs today are far worse. You know, I can remember when drug side effects were things like nausea, headache, dizziness, things like that. Those were considered side effects. Now, side effects are things like leukemia, cancer, death is a side effect of a drug now, Um suicidal thoughts and and ideas. We could go on and on and on and on. The list is endless. All drugs have side effects. Most of our drugs today have horrendous side effects, dangerous side effects. We just kind of ignore that. Uh, You know, the doctor's prescribing it. It must be okay. How many people even read those inserts and why would you? I mean, they're a mess. They're tiny. They're, it, it's, 
it's designed so that you don't go read it. But we're seeing more and more of this pattern of take a drug and then that's not going to be enough. Like I said, it's been going on forever in diabetes. A couple other areas I'm seeing it now. Um, statins. Statins. And let's think about how this always happens. You know, go back and look at the commercials for statins. And look at the statistics and the results you're supposed to get. We have proof. We can show this reduces your LDL cholesterol by 82%, by 300%, on and on and on. Sounds like take this drug, everything's fine. You'll be perfect. Except now there's a commercial. There's a whole new class of drugs on the market. Now, and the commercials start off with, is your statin not working well enough? Oh, really? You never told me about that in the first commercial. What do you mean? Is it not working well enough? You said it would work. Oh, no, it's you need a little extra help now. So Lecvio will reduce with a statin. Now, if we add Lecvio with a statin, we'll reduce your cholesterol by 62 percent. Wait a minute. I thought the statin was supposed to do that. Well, yeah, but it doesn't work as good as we thought. So try this new drug now. But you can't stop taking your statin either because Lecvio won't work at all if you don't take your statin. And now we're taking two drugs for something that isn't a problem. High cholesterol is not the problem here. It's the diet. Fix the diet. Cholesterol is no longer an issue. So now we're taking two toxic drugs for something that isn't even a disease. Where else do I see this? Oh, um, this is another one. Um, Lots and lots of people have thyroid disorders of all kinds, Hashimoto's, Graves, you know, slow thyroid, fast thyroid. We could go on and on. There's a whole list of things that can go wrong with the thyroid, and it seems to for a lot of people. So, of course, then they're on thyroid medication. But now it turns out that uh, at some point, if you're on thyroid medication, you'll probably develop something called thyroid eye disease. Now, we're already taking drugs for the thyroid issue, sometimes several drugs for thyroid issues. And now... We have this new thing that comes up. Now we have thyroid eye disease where our eyes are itchy and red and dry and they start to bulge. Like you see people, their eyes are actually bulging. That's thyroid eye disease. Well, of course we have a drug for that. So now you can take that. There's another class of drugs that this has really been a problem in, and I've talked about it several times. There's, uh, there's some new issues around this, though. So SSRIs, or many of the drugs that are used for mental health issues, anxiety, depression, bipolar, mania, things like that. We've got all kinds of drugs, but the most popular by far, SSRIs, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. They give these things out like they are candy. And they don't warn anybody that they are addictive. They are really hard to stop. The withdrawal symptoms from these things can be horrible. 
they're all slightly different. So when one SSRI doesn't work all that well or stops working after a while, then they'll try another one. They all have different side effects. So now you start to pile on with these things. Um, And here's the other thing about SSRIs. They're not very effective. They really don't help people all that much. But for some reason, when people are on these drugs, they do not even want to think about getting off of them. They panic. Lauren and I have, have dealt with this many, many times. You, you talk about getting somebody off metformin. They're all for it. They're happy. Talk about getting somebody off of one of their SSRIs, Lexapro or whatever. There's a bunch of them. They panic. Oh, no, I, I can't. I can't live without that. And yet they still have many of the symptoms that this drug was supposed to fix. But they, they just, they're really, they panic when you talk about taking these drugs away. You really should not be on these drugs, though. These things are horrendous. So now after a while, well, you know what? You're, and you'll see the commercials. Is your SSRI not working? Wait a minute. Go back to the commercial when you convinced me that I actually had to have an SSRI and this thing was going to save my life. I was just going to be, everything was going to be peachy. Well, now all of a sudden you're telling me that's not the case and I may need another drug. Now, in this case, you take an SSRI or one of these other uh, psychiatric medications and then it's not working so well. So we had a second drug and then it's highly likely that you will develop an entirely new condition That has nothing to do with whatever your mental health issue was in the beginning. It has everything to do with the drugs you were taking. They created the new condition called tardive dyskinesia. Now you have to take another drug to fix the tardive dyskinesia. The symptoms of this, by the way, uncontrolled body movements, your face you're trying to talk to somebody and your face is all contorted and twisting and you're making faces and your hands won't stop twitching and your arms move on their own. These are permanent, by the way. These don't go away from what I can gather in the research. These, these changes can be permanent. And if you want to maybe get them under control, you can take a third drug. This is so out of control. You're never going to see the government come down on this, and you're certainly not going to see the media. You'll never see articles like this in any mainstream media. You won't hear anybody on TV talking like I am right now because the pharmaceutical companies spend a gazillion dollars on advertising. You're never going to see any of this stuff in the media. And it just continues to get worse. Now, I've talked about this before. It's nothing new, but there is something, and this isn't new, but it's finally being talked about a little bit more. And maybe we need to talk about it a lot more. And it's been in the news lately because of all the mass shootings. Yes, there is some very, very strong evidence that many of these mass shooters are on SSRIs. It's very, very common. And we're starting to talk about this a little more. Um, 
but there's a huge pushback as well. Um, so with the uh, with the Highland Park shooting, and this guy's obviously got some mental health issues. Um, I believe he was on SSRIs. The statistics on this are all over the board, but it, it's pretty clear that SSRIs could be playing a very big role in this, and we should be studying it. I'm not saying it's an absolute. I know causation and correlation is not causation. I get all that stuff. I know. Why aren't we researching this? Why do you have to go dig to find this data? It's as though they're trying to hide it. Imagine that. Pharmaceutical companies trying to hide data. So, you know, I see some responses here. Um, you know, on Twitter and some other places, social media. And here's how a lot of them look. Dr. Ryan Marino, MD. I'm a drug expert. Oh, okay. You're a drug expert. There are no drugs or medication that cause people to shoot guns or commit murder. Hmm. Maybe, maybe if you're really a drug expert, maybe you should look at the package insert the documentation you as a doctor you call yourself a drug expert as a doctor forget the drug expert part of it as a doctor you should know everything that's in all these little pieces of paper that come with the drugs with such tiny print we can't see it are you that ignorant and you call yourself a drug expert just read the damn package lexapro let's go through this this is the package insert for one of the SSRIs, Lexapro. This is going to take a while, by the way. So grab your coffee, sit back, relax. Um, what is the most important information I should know about Lexapro? Right from the document I'm quoting here. Lexapro and other antidepressant medications may cause serious side effects, including, number one, suicidal thoughts or actions suicidal thoughts or actions. I thought this is supposed to prevent that. I'm taking it because I'm depressed. If I'm depressed, I'm probably thinking about suicide. I take this, my thoughts of suicide may get worse. That's the number one. Also, call your healthcare provider right away if you have any of the following symptoms or call 911 in an emergency, especially if they're new, worse, or they worry you. Here's the list of things. If you're taking Lexapro, you should have 911 on speed dial, just in case. Attempting to commit suicide. Acting on dangerous impulses. Acting aggressive or violent. Thoughts about suicide or dying. New or worsening depression. New or worsening anxiety or panic attacks. Feeling agitated, restless, angry, or irritable trouble sleeping, other unusual changes in behavior or mood. The number one problem with Lexapro, suicidal thoughts. Number two, acting on dangerous impulses. Let's go on because there's more. Serotonin syndrome. This condition can be life-threatening and may include agitation, hallucinations, coma, or other changes in mental status. 
There's a whole bunch more here. These, these, you know, aren't too bad. Racing heartbeat, higher low blood blood pressure, sweating or fever, nausea, vomiting. Those are the kind of things we kind of expect from a, from a drug for side effects. Uh, what, what else we'd have down here? Uh, seizures or convulsions, manic episodes, reckless behavior, excessive irritability. I could, I, there's a whole bunch more of these. But the rest of them, you know, headache, weakness, confusion, problems concentrating, eye pain, changes in vision, you know, those I'm not going to get too crazy about. But they warn us right on the drug insert, aggressive thoughts and behaviors, irritability. There are many, many cases that have been documented on many of these people out of the blue who kill people within their own family, who go out and do these mass shootings. There seems to be a strong correlation with SSRIs. I get it. Correlation is not causation. I know that. I talk about it all the time. But why aren't we proving or disproving this? Because this is pretty serious. And there is plenty of evidence. So let's go prove it or disprove it. But nobody's stepping up to do that. Not the government, certainly not the pharmaceutical companies. One more area with the pharmaceutical companies. Opioids. We're now up to 250 people a day dying from opioids. Most people's responses, oh, they're just addicts. Go watch the movie Dope Sick. Which one's that on? Is that on uh, Amazon Prime? I don't remember. Um, or read the book, Dope Sick. And I could recommend 30 books on this. I've read at least that many. Yes, we can call them addicts, but you should know the rest of the story. And many of our deaths today, those 250 deaths, are no longer all addicts. There's a difference here, and I'm, just, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I could do a whole show on this. Even the addicts that are out there, 80% of the addicts on the street today, homeless, truly addicted. Yes, we can call them addicts. They are addicted. They're, we see them living on sidewalks. We see them shooting up on sidewalks now, just open-air drug markets. Yeah, it's easy for people to ignore them and say, well, they did this to themselves, except 80% of them didn't. 80% of them were prescribed opioids by a doctor. They weren't told how dangerous they are. They weren't warned about withdrawal symptoms or addiction. They were given 30 days worth of an opioid because they had their wisdom teeth out. I had four impacted wisdom teeth taken out in the military, and they said, take some Tylenol and deal with it. And that's what we should do, by the way. Giving opioids for these minor pain issues is insane. So that's what led to many of our addicts. But now we have something completely different happening with overdoses. We have people who are not addicts. They might be drug users. They may be very, very casual drug users. I know there are a lot of people listening to me right now that would not consider themselves a drug user or a drug abuser. But I bet at some point in their life, they've taken somebody else's prescription. Come on. 
Many of you have done it. Oh, yeah. Remember you got uh, you got those pain pills when you broke your hand? Do you have any of those left? My back is killing me. People do it all the time. Is it illegal? Yeah, it's illegal. Should you die for it? No. Lots of drugs are, are done like this. Xanax. And it tends to be young people that do this more often, teenagers, young adults. That's now killing people because most of the fentanyl coming across the border now seems to be made into fake pills that look like other pills. So your friend says, oh, yeah, I've got a Xanax. You can, here, take this. Oh, yeah, I've got a Percocet. Here, take this. Looks just like a Percocet. Looks just like a Xanax. It's fentanyl. Fentanyl's cheap. It's coming from China into Mexico. Mexico's making the pills. We don't have a southern border anymore. It's wide open. So all of these fentanyl pills are coming across. And now people are losing children and teenagers over one pill. They're not addicts. You can't call these people addicts. These are not drug overdoses either. That's the wrong thing to call them. These are poisonings. This is somebody being poisoned They think they're taking one thing. They're being poisoned with something else that's killing them. It's a big part of what's going on today. All right. So uh, that's enough of my rant. I'm going to get to your phone calls. If you want to jump in, 855-950-3835. Let's get started today in Dallas. Daryl, welcome to the program. Morning, Um I'm about to start my hey, hey Daryl, are, are you on some sort of a headset? I'm having a really hard time understanding you. Hello. Okay. That's Can you much, hear me now? That's much better. Go ahead. Okay. I am about to start my exercise program up again. And I'm wondering, because of the traditional um, vitamins and supplements, you go to the vitamin store to get. Are there any vitamins and supplements I should be taking through the ketogenic diet or just exercise and eat right? I'm a big fan of, you know, I don't even like the word exercise anymore. Um, I'm a big fan of getting active and working out and doing these things and eating right and not taking a supplement unless we identify some specific need. Do you think that there's something missing from your diet that you might need? Well, I'm 58 years old and traditionally when I exercise, I usually get something, and that's when I was in my 30s or 40s on my exercise program. I've been doing it since I got out of the Army. Okay. I take some sort of a booster or whatever, you well, know, well, uh, hold on. energy okay. drink or whatever. Oh, okay. When you say a booster, I have no idea what that means. When you say an energy drink, now I know what we're talking about. So are we talking about yeah, pro- energy shakes and the like? Protein powders? Okay. I mean, is that really necessary to build muscle? No. And like I said, I'm 58. No. And your age doesn't matter. We've no. been told that over time, mm-hmm. you know, your ability to build muscle goes down, your testosterone goes down. That's true if you're on the standard American diet. It's not at right. all true if you're eating a good, clean diet. I, I, I have 
no problem building muscle. I'm 59. And honestly, okay. I, I am building muscle better now than I did in my 30s because my diet is so much cleaner. Really? The, the important thing for building okay. muscle is protein. Both the keto diet and the carnivore diet are heavy in protein. You don't need more. We mm-hmm. certainly don't need to supplement it. In fact, perfect first call today. Lauren sent me over uh, her notes this morning, and this is her topic for today. Um, role of proteins in the body. Um, and the dangers yeah. of protein powders and energy drinks. And yeah, we're just not a big fan of either one of these. You're getting plenty yeah. of protein in your diet if you're eating a good, clean diet. And energy-wise, mm-hmm. if you need these caffeinated energy drinks, then we've got to look at your metabolism. Why, why do you need these? Now, there's okay. nothing wrong. If you want a little boost before you work out, just drink a cup of coffee. That's plenty of caffeine to give you that little bit of boost. You will feel better, probably get a little better workout in. That's plenty. Don't overload the caffeine with these, with these energy drinks that one caffeine is a really bitter compound. That's why coffee is bitter. There are other reasons why coffee is bitter, but the fact that it has caffeine in it is one of the reasons it's bitter. So we, we need to offset that bitterness. And when you put these drinks that are high caffeine, they have to either add a ton of sugar to overcome that bitter taste, or they add a ton of mm-hmm. a an artificial sweetener like sucralose, which is even worse. So stay away from the energy drinks. They're toxic. If you want a little bit of a boost energy-wise, just try a little bit of coffee before you work out. That'll be plenty. And if you're finding you don't have the energy, then we need to look at metabolism and diet. All right. Now, there's one other question I have, not concerning me, but now I've got a mother in California, Southern California. She's 88 years old. She's at that point where she's, you know, kind of drifting in the senior citizenness, traditional aging process. She's been at doctors and they're starting to pile on the supplements. If I started giving her the cardio miracle and tried to get her on your program, what do you think? She was a registered nurse during her career. And she, like my grandmother who died at 104, who stayed away from doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, She, uh, well, my mother, I don't know. She, got to the point where you know what I mean? She's hard, hard to walk and all the rest of that. Oh, I no, I, got a lot to do with the supplements. Yeah. Here's, here's the or problem. The pills that the doctors are giving it. Yeah. Here's the problem. Unless you can convince her to work with a good practitioner who understands supplements, my fear would be we're going to mm-hmm. overload her with supplements. We don't, I mean, we have to go through what the doctor's giving her. We, you know, they may be giving her drugs and supplements. Now we're going to pile on more supplements. This is where our whole system is still kind of broken. People still want a doctor. Uh We're we're so brainwashed into believing we have to have a doctor. I I am still shocked today when I'm filling out paperwork or whatever. and, And, you know, the line is, you know, who's your doctor? But what do you mean, who's my doctor? I don't have a doctor. I haven't had a doctor since I was a kid. 
I, I, as an adult, I, there has never been a I time where I would say, this is my doctor. I, but it's like if you don't have one, people look at you like you have three heads. What do you mean you don't have a doctor? <laughs> Why do I need one? Mm. There are plenty of clinics and hospitals. Mm-hmm. And if something happens and I need a doctor, I'll just go find one. I don't have to have a doctor on call. I don't have a regular doctor. I don't go to the doctor just for the hell of it. So the the problem here, though, is unless she works in an integrated system, maybe, and she should have a doctor at, at this age. There are medical conditions. But if the doctor doesn't oh, yeah. work well with the nutritionist and believes different things, then it's just a conflict. So, you know, when you find systems like, Dr. Wolfson, Dr. Ken Berry, there are several I could go on and on and on. I I love their system because they have a doctor involved and then they'll have nutritionists and then they'll have health coaches and you get the level of care that you need and it's all integrated. Otherwise, we're just going to be fighting against the traditional doctors that she's going to. Okay. If I put her on what you call your NutriQ to find out what's really going on and set with her, because I mean, I live in Texas, so I just get through there when I'm on that side. I'd like to sit with her, find out what she's taking and get her onto the NutriQ to find out what's really going on. Yeah, you could certainly so do if that. I went through your system. Okay. So I'll have a talk with her because I'm not sure she's aware in some respects, because she didn't take the vaccine because she was already wary of that. Good. She never got the uh, virus. So she is not that gun-ho about doctors in particular. You know, I'm going to sit with her and see what I can get together with her. Yeah, it sounds to me like there's a couple things going on in your family. One, we have pretty good genes. People live a long time in your family. But that also probably tells me, and I, I just heard, you know, one person made it to 104, didn't even have a doctor, doesn't like doctors. Um, it sounds like your family. No, he doesn't trust him. Exactly. She made it to 104. What are we going to argue with her about her? I, I like her idea. She didn't have a doctor. She doesn't like doctors. She made it to 104. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like you probably had better nutrition throughout your generations and and Mm -hmm. not a lot of reliance Mm -hmm. on doctors and it seems to work out well so you know at this point why go to the doctors now why don't we just keep doing what we're doing and when we hear this phrase well those are those are just things that happen when you get old no that's not true yeah that's not true Mm -hmm. they might happen to a lot of people it may be common now but it's not normal We can go back. We don't have to go back that far, a couple hundred years. This is not how people died back then. They didn't get sick and stay on drugs Mm. for decades. So all of these things that we call normal aging is not normal aging at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's kind of funny. Towards the end, they told my grandmother she had cancer. I said, are you kidding? I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. Uh, that uh, all of us well, probably she at, at some point cancers do become much more common because cancers are just a cell that's uh, kind of gone wacky and when we get older and older and older mm-hmm. cells then yeah there's more of a chance one of those cells is going to go wacky it, it's it's common when you live I up agree. into 90 or 100 many of those people might have multiple cancers when they die and we may not even know it 
There you go. Okay. Well, that's all the information I need. Uh, like I said, I live in Texas, so I'm going to get out there sometime this month, and I'm going to get her in contact with your people, in particular this Dr. Wilson, to make sure at least her heart is fine. Yeah, you know, I, I could I say... I don't like the path she's taking right now. Yeah, I, I could say on the surface, Cardio Miracle would be an excellent daily supplement for older people. But we have to look at okay. everything else that's going on first. Before she takes it. Correct. Yeah, we, we have to, I mean, they may okay. have her on a high dose vitamin D already, and then we're adding more vitamin D. You know, there's a lot of stuff in Cardio Miracle. That's why it can be a good daily supplement for people because it covers a lot of things. But I want to make sure we're not overloading her because of what else she's taking. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have to get a list of everything she's yes. taking and then well, well, we and can that, go from there. That, that's part of the NutriQ and the discovery call process. We ask for all of those things. Okay. Well, I will be calling as soon as I'm out west. Uh, and we can see if we can get her straight in the way so she's up and around again. Excellent. We will look forward to it. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, let's head on out to Wyoming this time. Voitech, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, you sound a little wound up this morning. Uh, you should probably take a chill pill. You know, I... I the other thing I've been doing lately... They, they, they even have a... They even have a bill for what you've got. I know. I know. I'm sure they do. At least one. Um, I have been doing some really, really deep reading lately. Topics that I've avoided for years. Uh, I know there's something there, but I have a hard time getting my head around it. So I'm, I'm reading books like The Creature from Jekyll Island about the Fed. I, I know the Fed's an issue. Uh, I know it's always been an issue. Open that kind of warm. I've never been able to get my head around it. And I, I finally decided, you know, I, I, I got to go in and try to tackle these things and see if I can, you know, start to get an understanding. Uh, I'm reading another book. Right, and it's not bad enough. I'm trying to read one. Now I'm reading multiple books. The, I'm reading another one right now that is really, really interesting. Um I don't have it in front of me, but the title is something like the end of the world is just the beginning or something along those lines. And I'm going to be doing a book review on this one because it, it's I'm about three quarters of the way through. Um, I think when I opened the book, it said it take, took like 10 and a half hours to finish the book. I almost finished it yesterday. That's how much reading I did yesterday. Um, but it's basically talking about kind of a world collapse of the world economy that's coming. And it does not look good at all. And they have a lot of evidence. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you read the book. There is some good news in it. Believe it or not, the country in the world most prepared for this is going to be the United States. We will probably suffer the least from this. And there's lots of reasons. It's fairly complicated, but they lay out a lot of stuff. And it seems like then there's some other book I'm reading on this kind of, oh, all the vaccine stuff is kind of making me crazy too. So, But see, <laughs> but see Kevin, that, that could be part of the problem too, because you're reading all these doom and gloom books. I know. That puts you in a state of mind where you start seeing patterns where there may not necessarily be patterns. However, that's not necessarily, you know, there could be patterns. I always say, if it walks like a duck, if it shits like a duck, it, it's not a, a horse, right? It, that's right. 
Yeah. So, and and what's that other one? When you hear when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. Well, it could be. <laughs> it could be right. <laughs> I know, but it it kind of goes back to that troubleshooting thing. If I hear hoofbeats, is it more likely, especially where I live, is it more likely to be horses or is it more likely to be zebras? Well, it depends. Are you in a zoo <laughs> or in Africa? You know, you could be, if you're in Africa, you that's know, right. You, you better, could, you know, get, add, a, add a step to your logical process, right? Then it could but be a w- it could be a wildebeest these, uh, if we're in Africa. You better run. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but going back to what you were th- saying about those SSRIs and uh, the shooters and all that, um, nobody is talking about that, but also nobody's talking about their psychological susceptibility to manipulation when you're on those drugs. Oh, and yeah. When That's you a are, good point. When your diet is compromised. And okay, let's get the titanium tinfoil hats out. Would it be so much of a stretch to maybe explore the possibility that there could be entities within the society, government, I'm trying to be as vague as possible because, you know, I don't want the helicopters <laughs> because to get me. somebody's listening. That's where, right. Where, what, right. It's a, good, it's a good thing. It's just us talking here. That's right. Well, because, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, connect the little dots and, you know, put a square peg in a round hole. Uh, it seems like every time um, the Democrats need to pass some kind of gun control, there's these these events that happen that make the society, the sheep, more uh, moldable mo- mo- to to their propaganda. Just, oh, it's just, you're you're absolutely correct. Or, or, or am I? Or do I? Am I not on enough pills to to uh, you know combat my paranoia? Well, that could be. Do you, I have a deficiency you, of SSRIs? You you may want to try some mushrooms, um, but I think you're on the right track here. And there are several factors here. One, uh, both parties will try to take advantage of anything they can to increase their political power. There's no doubt about that. The gun thing clearly is a big one, um, and. It, it, just use some logic and it's so hard to get anybody to look at this any different way than they've always looked at it but we have always always had a lot of guns in this country always i mean think about the wild west my god they were shooting each other in the streets that's just that's our country it's the history of it but for the most part Legal gun owners do not cause problems. We had lots and lots of guns in the 50s and the 60s. You know, it was not uncommon to see, you know, vehicles in the school parking lot with a gun rack in the back window and a gun in it. There were schools that had shooting competitions and taught gun safety in schools. This has been around forever. The access to guns has not changed we've always had access to guns this term assault rifle my god when i was 12 i got an assault rifle my first gun was a semi-automatic 22 rifle you pulled the trigger and every time you pulled the trigger it fired a bullet you can't call that an assault weapon but that's basically what they refer to as assault weapons these guns have been around forever that didn't change what did change maybe all the people on drugs 
society. Yes. The guns have not changed. It's and, the guns are not the problem. And and, other, and, and, and and let's say the guns were the problem. Even if you wanted to admit that they were the problem, which they're clearly not, legal gun owners aren't the problem here. What are you going to do? There's so many guns in this country, you would never get rid of them if you tried. So why do we even go down that road? We need a better solution. Well, obviously, uh, that's not the problem. But also, if you notice, uh, all these shootings take place in gun-free zones. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd like to see... I'd like to see somebody try to pull that off in Arizona where there's constitutional carry and a lot of people are carrying and somebody tries to shoot up a, a grocery store. They're going to be, you know, Swiss cheese in, in minutes. And nobody obviously is reporting uh, instances where somebody with a gun prevented, you know, a shooting because that doesn't that, right. contribute to their political right. agenda. You know, anyway, the reason I called oh, okay, is... Good. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a reason I called. Uh, have you heard of a Dr. Brian Arden? Yes. He's a retired uh, cardiologist, not cardiologist, cardiopractor or something like that. And he uh, is uh, very vocal about uh, remdesivir treatment in hospitals for COVID. And um, so you've heard of him? I have, yes. I, I know quite a bit about him, as a matter okay. of fact. Okay, uh, so two weeks and a half ago, I visited Bill so, uh, Southam's farm. Oh, did you really? He, they had a little, uh, yeah, uh, I drove, I parked my, dropped my trailer. If anybody, it's actually very close to uh, the main freeway in uh, Virginia and park stops. Yeah, isn't it? You got to drop your trailer, though. Isn't it near 81? Despite of what the employees will Exactly. It yeah. is. Despite what the employees will tell you, you will not get in there with the trailer. Okay. I barely got in there with my truck. So, <laughs> okay. But anyway, so they had a little okay. little seminar. Uh, it was called Truth and Health Seminar, something like that. And I showed up and there's something going on. So I'm like, hey, hello, everyone. Um, you might have needed an invitation. I don't know. But anyway, he, was, uh, he gave a little speech about himself and his experience with... Uh, the system and, and COVID and all that. And he is um, saying that it's not a respiratory virus, but it's a virus based on snake venom, synthetic snake venom that attaches to uh, H2 receptor in your brain that is responsible for your lungs working properly. And nicotine also attaches to that receptor, and that is why smokers are not getting sick and not dying from COVID, because that receptor is already occupied by nicotine. So he was saying that nicotine is a good preventative, not smoking, but, you know, like a patch or a gum, it's a good preventative measure against COVID, because that it prevents uh, covid virus from binding to those receptors and affecting your lung. Yeah. And also he was saying he's he's in the middle of doing research that it could be uh, spread through tap water. I have thoughts on that. Yeah, I've read a lot of his stuff and 
a lot of it makes sense. The problem with everything about COVID, the vaccine, trying to prove it. There's lots and lots of good evidence out there if you go if you go dig for it. But most of these people get censored, deleted. You got to go find them. And then even when you do find them, it's kind of like these books that I'm reading. And that's why I said I'm so deep into so much about this, about the the Fed or, you know, the, the I can't believe one of the people in Biden's administration. I don't even know who the guy was because I didn't recognize him when I saw him. But I keep seeing this clip now where he actually said out loud the reason they're not going to do anything about oil prices. Did you see this one? It, because I heard something about it. it because it, it, it gets us closer to our ultimate goal of moving the society to electric vehicles or something like that. Yeah, but he's, guy, he, he went further. He said the part out loud they're not supposed to say. He actually used the phrase, the new liberal world order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. What? Course, what? The, where, where did that come from? They have to. Yeah. Hey, they're, they're, they just feel like they're completely immune to any kind of scrutiny or consequences of what they're doing. And it's, it's, see, this, is the, this is the part that they're trying to, uh, this is their goal, to get the society to openly believe and say something that isn't true. Although people know that something is, is a lie, but they will go with it yeah. and say that, no, the sky is really right. green, not blue. Right. You know, the scary you know, part the of it. The, the scary part, because we've always kind of known they thought that way, you know, they believed in this new world order. Did, they never said it out loud. Now they're saying it out loud. But, but what scares me even more than that is their base isn't even buying this. Their base is turning on them. The polls have shown this month after month after month. The numbers are horrendous, and yet they don't seem to care. Why not? That worries me. They don't care that their polls are in the toilet. They don't seem to mind. They just double down on all this stupid stuff. That scares me. Why? What do they know that we don't? You know, if I knew that, I probably wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be somewhere at location. I, I know. That's that's what worries me is they don't seem to care about votes anymore. They don't seem to care what the American people think well, about you, what they're doing. I guess when you've got Dominion system voting machines in your pocket, who cares about what the voters think? Do, do, do we? Right. I, well, since you brought that up, you know, November's right around the corner. Oh, man. It, we look at the, the polls now. I mean, even with the, you know, Roe v. Wade thing that gave them a little bit of a bump, got a, some of their base excited, gives them something to get to the polls about, that's going to fade. It does. The Americans have a very short attention span. But their numbers are so bad. 
Uh, we've never seen poll numbers like this. It looks like they are going to get wiped out in the midterms. And if for some reason we all wake up the day after the midterms and a bunch of Democrats kept their seats, do you not think that people are going to be very, very suspicious of that? You know, I, I, I don't know what to think anymore because after talking to people that have voted for this uh, disaster of a president, they still, some of them, most of them still think it's everything's hunky-dory and any kind of criticism about the administration, their performance is just Fox News propaganda. <laughs> it's just politics. It's just you know when it's 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 uh what's what's that syndrome called uh Trump derangement uh, syndrome. syndrome when you play, no Stockholm syndrome. Oh yeah, so ideologically yeah. held hostage by by a failing narrative that it is. It's an existential threat for you to admit that you were wrong. Yeah. It is better it, to, for you psychologically, subconsciously, to just continue along the narrative of, oh, it's okay, everything's fine. There's no way I could have been wrong. And the yeah. people that I you know, put my life and trust and, 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 and faith in, they, no, this is just it's Trump's fault. Everything's orange men bad. It, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a psychological defense mechanism. Yeah, you're right. But even even that group, that group is getting smaller and smaller all the time. And it's clearly evident. And yet they don't seem to care. They just keep doubling down on on the lies and the stupidity. And I, I that worries me again. I'm going to cut you loose. I just looked and we got a, a ton of calls um, that worries me. Because it's almost like they know something we don't. Why aren't they changing? Why aren't they trying to do better in the polls? But they just keep doubling down on all these issues they know people, the American people, don't really agree with. That that part scares me more than anything. Let's uh, let's go to Arizona. Carl, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Uh- I haven't heard you talk much about this, so I, I thought I'd bring it up and see if you had a, like a, a book suggestion about uh, hair loss. Um, male or female? Well, uh, I do got a male friend that's losing all of his hair on top of his head, and he's only 35. I'm like, he, he looks like an old man, just not gray. Well, the reason I ask is because there is what we call male pattern baldness. It, it's it, and there really isn't any big issue there. It's pretty common. I had it young. I started losing my hair in my early twenties. Um, my hairline started to recede back, and I shaved it all off before I got to thirty um, because it was thin, and I, I was losing it all. Um, I've heard some people say that when they start eating, I've heard more women say this, that when they start eating clean, their their hair gets thicker and fuller. They don't lose as much. Um, that doesn't seem to happen with men. Male pattern baldness just seems to be a thing. And I don't have a single book on this topic. I don't have a doctor that I could recommend. I just haven't seen much on this topic at all. 
because that was just one of those little things I thought was really interesting. You know, I, I didn't know if there was a diet thing or you Not, know, maybe that there was, you know, it was a sign of some health issue. But Not that I'm aware of. And there are an awful lot of people who have really, really cleaned up their diet. Some of them have done it for decades now. I'll be coming up on a decade here before long. And again, I just in general, I would say, Males, I don't see much difference. Whether they're on the standard American diet or a good clean diet, they seem to go through male pattern baldness if that's in the genes. And they don't if it's not. Women, I have seen women start to suffer more hair loss because of poor nutrition. And then that can be turned around by a cleaner diet. But it's two different situations there. All right. Uh, I appreciate that. I got one other thing for you. I uh, ran across one guy that reported uh, that he was seeing a lot of food production plants outside of the U.S. also winding up with fires. So I wasn't able to uh, verify that, but I I just thought that was kind of a little interesting thing I ran into. It it is interesting. And some of the stuff you can really spend a lot of time trying to verify, and it's not always easy. Um, There's another one that I've been noticing a lot more, um, and that is that there are an awful lot of food recalls all of a sudden. Now, we always have them, you know, yeah, E. coli on the onions or, you know, listeria on the lettuce or, or whatever it is. Those have always been around. There seem to be an awful lot of them, much more so than normal lately. But again, trying to verify that gets pretty difficult. Uh, I did do a little research and uh, uh, talking uh, since we were talking about vegetables and whatnot. Um, I actually uh, came up to a conclusion of why uh, adding bacteria to the roots uh, of the plant really help out with uh, you know getting them to grow better is because the bacteria is able to break down the particles to a smaller and make them a little bit more absorbable. The same reason why we it's good to have good gut, gut bacteria. Yeah, it's. You know, it gets even more complicated than that. That is happening. The bacteria can help break down and digest our food. There's no doubt about that. Without them, we wouldn't be able to digest certain foods. But there's even more than that. These bacteria are pretty damn amazing. I mean, they can do a lot of things. There's more going on than them just breaking down the food. They can actually manufacture nutrients. The bacteria themselves, they can take, you know, one input and create an output. They can create their own nutrients. That happens in our gut. We have gut bacteria that produce things. Uh, Butyrate is produced by our gut bacteria. That's a nutrient. So there's lots of different bacteria being used in gardening. And some of it, yes, it breaks down the food a little better, makes the nutrients more absorbable. Uh, other things, though, the, these bacteria are actually creating things. Um, when you inoculate beans or peas, um, those plants are really, really good for the soil. I mean, you can plant varieties of peas and beans, for, not even for harvest. You just plant them because they're good for the soil. So if you have soil sitting there, a part of your garden or farm that you're not using right this minute, um, you plant some inoculated peas in there and your soil gets better because the bacteria they inoculate the seed with actually changes the root system of the plant. 
it, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, bacteria are just there's these little like factories. Sometimes it's amazing what they can do. All right, thank you, Kevin. All right, thanks for the call. Let's go to Virginia this time. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, Robert. Before we jump into Robert's call, I want to let you know uh, we are at the top of the hour. Uh, I do have room for calls. I'm probably going to have Lauren join me here sometime soon. Uh, but if you want to jump in, even when Lauren comes in, you can uh, you can join us. So keep the calls coming. 855-950-3835. Um, I can't re- I think I'm supposed to restart the show when Lauren comes on. We'll see. But either way, um, we'll be taking calls. So if you want to jump in now, uh, you can. Let's uh, let's talk to Robert. Robert, are you there? Yes, sir. All right. What's Thank on your you mind know. today? Uh, send some blood work in. I had done a couple weeks ago. All right. And you sent that to you? Yeah, let me go find that. Uh, I am 54. Uh, uh, been driving for 30 years. Uh, I've lost, um, well, I went from 217 down to 180 over the last year and a half. Uh, I'm pretty much grain-free, not 100%. I have a you know piece of fried chicken or something every once in a while. And I've cut way back on my sugar intake. I don't drink uh, sodas or anything like that anymore. But other than that, I guess you would just call it the sad diet. Okay. Well, you know, getting rid of most of the grains out of the sad diet can have a pretty big impact. So it's a great first start. Uh, Just looking at results without, you know, taking a lot of time to go through this, your um, blood sugar was 101. That was fasting, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, Do you check your own blood sugar? I do not. Okay. Uh, A one-time reading... It doesn't tell me a lot. tells me a couple things. At, at least it's not 200. You know, if it was 200, we'd know we had a problem. Being at 101, I don't know whether right. you have a problem or not. Could be totally normal. I can wake up and be 101. But a one-time reading doesn't tell us much. If you are concerned about um, diabetes or blood sugar issues, I, I would get a... Um, get a device and just start measuring it. I mean, you can get the keto mojo in our store for 30 or 40 bucks and you can measure blood glucose and ketones, uh, going through some yeah, of your, thing, if, oh, go if ahead. I may say real quick, the one thing that has, the one thing that has changed is before I started eating like this, uh, I would get what I call the, uh, low blood sugar tax, you know, where you get hot and sweaty. And okay. Like you're going to pass out. Okay. Real, but then, I, I don't do, I, I, and I don't do that anymore. Good. But I would recommend that you check your blood sugar. Okay. Just get a device and start doing it. Really, it's not that big of a deal. You're going to learn a lot. And clearly, I'm just going to make the statement, you were and may still be diabetic. Okay. When when somebody starts experiencing low blood sugar episodes, I don't care what the doctors say. Oh, no, they're still within a range. They might be pre-diabetic. Use all the words you want. If you're suffering low right. blood sugar episodes, you've got problems. Right. And you've already made an like impact on that because, like you said, those have really gone away now. So that's a good thing. But I would... 
Oh, here's another one that's uh, a little on the high side. Do you notice any any symptoms of gout at all? Yeah, that, that's why I had okay. him do that. Yeah, your your uric acid and was pretty have, high. Should we'd like to see it down around five or six? Yours is almost ten. Right. Yeah. And I get it in my ankles. Okay. And uh, I, I still get it um, over the last several months. I feel it coming, if that makes any sense. I feel a little bit of pain, a little bit of tightness, but I don't get the acute symptoms like I used to. And I don't know if you know, that's just a coincidence or what. But, yeah. Um, now over the that, last year, they've not been as bad. Good. And the one thing I can tell you most of the time, that meat is not the driver of this. Um, for some right. people, it can be clearly for me it's not i have now found that when i go pretty heavy carnivore all of those things disappeared for me if i'm eating carnivore there are some things i have to watch if i start eating too much dark chocolate and then throw in some beets which i'll be doing here soon because my beets should start uh, in the garden here in the next month and i love beets fresh out of the garden um, i have to watch it i will start to get some of those signs of of gout pain and it's not gout it's oxalates but it, it, the symptoms are exactly right. the same, and it's not meat causing it. It's actually plants that do it. So the more I stay away from plants, the less problems I have with it. So I know as I go into this okay. season where I am going to be eating beets out of my garden, I'll drop other high oxalate foods. Uh, I'll stop the dark chocolate completely because uh, I kind of know what level I can manage with this without having any pain. You know, I just came to your A1C and actually it's pretty impressive. I mean, your A1C is 5.4. I'm, I'm almost wondering now, how long have you, how long has it been since you cleaned up your diet? Uh, roughly a year and a half. Oh, okay. Well, then your A1C should be low. Uh, that's good. I do believe that at one point you were diabetic, and you're not now. You're not even pre-diabetic anymore. That, that's what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure. That's why nope. I wanted you to look nope. at that. you are. That, that actually looks good. And um, your cholesterol's okay. This is where I can tell you haven't totally cleaned up your diet yet. Most of your animal products are still probably conventionally raised and that will show up in your, yeah, yeah. that'll show up in your cholesterol numbers. Not that I'm worried about them though. I, I, these aren't that big of a deal. If you want to make them better, you could, and you would do it by cleaning up the meat and the fats in your diet. Okay. Yeah. Really those with the, uh, uh, and that PSA, I'm not sure if that accurate really means anything or not. I tend to ignore it. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it it's yeah, not they, a good indicator they, of anything. I know we use PSA to try to predict prostate cancer, but it's a horrible marker for prostate cancer. It's not very accurate at all. Yeah, he wanted me to do all of that, and I, I refused to Good. Do, do the screening and stuff. Good. Good. Yeah, you, you don't need to. Actually, your numbers look pretty good. Um, you've made okay. some changes already, which has helped, and there's a couple more you could make, but you're on the right track. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure all those other numbers and stuff. I really, or uh, initials and stuff, I really wasn't sure what they were. So. 
Yeah, most of this stuff we tend to ignore. I scroll through there to see if anything jumps out at me. Um, a lot of times their ranges aren't very good anyway. When we start dealing with people who are eating a really clean diet, we throw all these ranges right out the window. We have a whole different right. set of ranges we use ourselves. Uh, so most of these I tend to ignore. All right, so just get get um, better quality and keep 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 on. Yeah, you know the the two areas that will hurt us cholesterol wise and health wise, but we can see it in our cholesterol numbers. Um, industrial raised meat will do it, and right. all of the lousy oils in our diet—the canola oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil. Um, you get them in processed food and you get them in restaurants every time. There are no restaurants that use good right. oils. The, the highest end restaurants right. in the country do not use good oils. They all use garbage. Mm-hmm. So eating out is always a problem. You know, you might be able to eat keto, but it's really difficult, almost impossible to eat clean at restaurants. So all we can do is try to minimize right. how often we eat there and then make sure that we're controlling our meat. We're buying, you know, well-raised animals, well-raised meat, and we stay away from all those industrial seed vegetable oils. Yeah, that's my plan is to start ordering it, um, you know, getting some good meat and start canning it. Yep, perfect. That's, that's my Perfect. It, once you do <laughs> I, I, it. I'm scared I, I'm going to kill myself doing it. You, you won't, I promise. Um, the yeah. odds are much more likely that one of those restaurants would kill you before you would kill yourself. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I can right. promise yeah. you this. Once you start, you're going to call me and say, my God, I wish I would have done this years ago. Yeah. Because over the last year and a half, I, I still struggle from depression a little bit. But other than that, I, I want to live. I want to get out and do stuff. And Good. I've never felt like that in Good. Know, the last 20 years. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd love that. That, yeah. that, yeah, keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. All right, my friend. Kevin, I appreciate you so much. Take care. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, man. I, I love hearing stuff like that. A poor diet has a huge impact on our mental health. Huge. Depression and anxiety is caused by bad gut bacteria, not by what happens to us in the world. Those might be triggers, you know, we, we go through a, a loss, somebody we love, somebody close to us. Those are triggers. Those, those can send us down to pretty dark places. But if we have good gut bacteria, sure, you would still be sad. You would still feel the grief. It will still hurt. But it won't take you into those dark places that you have a hard time getting back out of. Let's, uh, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to tell you, I've got one call on the line right now. I'm going to take this last call. Angie, don't screen any more calls right now. Um, after this call, we're just going to restart the show. And we will jump into after hours with Kevin and Lauren right after this call. Now, after we restart, you can start calling again. Lauren and I will take calls and actually be fun. We have a, a case study today, but we can also take calls So jump in and join us. I'll stay here as long as I can today. Uh, Let me think. I think I only have another. Oh, no. I have longer than I think. We're we're good. Um, 
Let me just let Angie know what we're doing there. All right, and let me take this call. We're going to head off to Texas this time. Matt, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Kevin. Thank you for taking my call. Um, the question I have is, uh, about two weeks ago, I started taking the Cardio Miracle uh, supplement from your store. Um and since then, I have gotten uh, constipated, and then once it does release, it's all uh, diarrhea. Is there something that I'm doing wrong? Uh, do I need less than one scoop? No. Water? No. Um, I think we have another digestive issue going on here. This could be having an impact on it. What other supplements and drugs are you taking? Uh, the metformin, the glipizide, um, Jardiance, uh, uh, the uh, Lucinopril, uh, and... Uh, an occasional omeprazole. So um, we are we are on. Also recently, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I recently, uh, along with that order that I did, I did the glycol balance or glucose balance. balance. Okay. All right. So first off, before we even address the issue that we're dealing with right now, um, you are on four very toxic medications every day, three for diabetes alone, one for high blood pressure, and you're on a fifth toxic drug once in a while for weak stomach acid, which tells me you haven't changed your diet. I've been in the process. I, I having trouble sticking to it. I'll go like a week or two with uh, hate, being clean and then I fall off. Let me let me help you with something then, because um, I really want you to get healthy. And the only way you can do that is by changing your diet. And I get it. It's not always easy. While you're working on it, still struggling with it. Stop spending one hundred and fifty dollars on Cardio Miracle. How many times have you heard me tell people? Don't go buy a bunch of supplements right now. Change your diet. Make sure you stick with it for at least 30 days consistently. And then maybe we'll look at some supplements. So could the Cardio Miracle be adding to your digestive issues? It might be. But how would I know you're on five toxic drugs in the standard American diet? Those are much more likely to be causing your digestive issues. Well, the problem is, is I haven't had that issue until I started the Cardio Miracle. Oh, okay. So you have an option. You can stop the Cardio Miracle and maybe this constipation diarrhea thing goes away, but you're not going to be healthy. You're still going to be on five toxic medications. Very true. So put set the Cardio Miracle aside. Uh, you've already paid for it. I, I, I wish you wouldn't have. But you have, and at some point it'll come in handy if, if you change your diet. If you don't, sell it to somebody. Go on HealthyTribe.com and say, look, I'm just not going to do this. You know, I'll sell you my Cardio Miracle for half price. It, don't waste your time taking a bunch of expensive supplements when you're also taking five toxic medications and eating garbage. 
Correct. Yeah, and I've been, I've been, like I said, I've been working on it. I've gotten my A1C from a ten nine down to a seventy. Congratulations! Uh, that that's a big improvement. That's a good first start. And like I said, I've been trying, uh, trying my hardest, and, and just sometimes keep, they just fall off. I, we all do. We all do. Don't beat yourself up. Look, I am struggling with my stress busters protocol again. I got away from it when I was on the road. I started it up when I got home. I got away from it again because I got busy on projects. I could sit here and say all the same things. Now, diet for me, diet was easy. I changed it. I never really looked back. I'm so glad I did. I know that I will be just as glad that I stick with this protocol and do it. But I'm fighting it too, so I get it. The one thing I can tell you, just don't give up. All of this stuff works, so don't give up. I'm not, I know this stress buster protocol will help me tremendously. It already has. And as soon as I stop it, I start to lose some of those benefits. And the longer I stay away from it, the more of the benefits I lose. I get it. Life happens. But don't give up. That, that's the one thing that will always work. If you just say, I don't care if I screw up a hundred times. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to do the right stuff again today. Not tomorrow, not next Monday, not on August 1st or some other weird day we pick, not on our birthday. Right now, I cheated yesterday. I didn't do my protocol. I'm going to do it today. It, it, that's, that's all we have to do is just stick with it. If we stick with it, no matter how many times we think we failed ourselves, just keep going back and doing what we know works. You'll get through this. And, and I have improved uh, with sticking with somewhat of that mentality. Uh, I started out, uh, I, I could go two, three days and then fall off. And yeah. I, I've gotten myself up to doing it for, I think the longest that I've been able to stick to it real good has been about three weeks. Excellent. That's, that's good. The craving. I know. Everything just take over it's it's it is hard i there's no doubt and everything we do in life that's worthwhile is going to be hard um the one thing like i say if you just get into it into your mind no matter how many times i think i might have screwed this up i'm just going to do it again I'm, I, I will not quit i won't give up i'll just keep coming back to this and at some point this will stick and that's I'm hoping I break the cycle and I can actually continue doing it because I have noticed uh, when I've been on, even for a week, I noticed that I feel better and I yep. sleep better. Yeah, it, so I, I've, I've been fighting to keep keep on trying to do better. I, I get it. I'm right there with you. And uh, just, you know, I've said some of the things that help me um, reading and listening to books about this topic, the more you hear it, the easier it is to say, boy, I really need to stick with this. I know it's going to work. Um, call the show, listen to the show. You know, you hear everybody else say, well, I finally stuck with it. And here's all the benefits. You, you just got to keep yourself surrounded with this stuff. So you have the motivation to keep doing it because it is hard. Yeah, <laughs> I it is. It's very hard. And I, and I listen to you every day, so it's, well, I, I do hear the people, and it's, you know, hearing some of the positive outcomes is 
what I try to keep in my head going. One day, eventually, I will be rid of all this stuff and I can enjoy life again. You and I are going to have that call. I know we are. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So am I. So get to it. Just jump, jump back on that horse and start riding it again. And when it throws you off, jump back on it and start riding it again. Um, we'll be there right with you. All right. We are going to wrap this up, but we are coming back right away. No break. It takes me, I don't know, five to 10 minutes to reset everything, get another show started. We're going to do that right now. So don't go away. We will be right back. In fact, within the next two or three minutes, if you want to start dialing, you'll be able to get into the show. 855-950-3835. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.